When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Some people just know the best rate for you is a rate based on you with Allstate. Not one based on Carol. She's more focused on hitting a high note than the car in front of her. Why pay a rate based on anyone else? Get one based on you with DriveWise from Allstate. Not available in Alaska or California. Subject to terms and conditions. Rates are determined by several factors which vary by state. In some states, participation in DriveWise allows Allstate to use your driving data for purposes of rating. While in some states, your rate could increase with high-risk driving. Generally, safer drivers will save with DriveWise. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates North Park, Illinois. It's Tuesday, November 23rd. I'm Jeff Schwartz alongside Gabe Goodwin. This is Jeff Schwartz this morning. We're powered by the Varsity Podcast Network. It was a great weekend for my Kansas City Chiefs. I've been telling you guys they're making a comeback. The Dallas Cowboys now the team we can trust in the NFC. And by the way, who is good? I have no idea. We have no idea who's good. We'll have over-under as well. We're going to talk a lot about the National Football League as it enters its 12th week now, Gabe, of the NFL season. How are you doing, buddy? Um, I hate being right, but but I'm right. Well, that's going to be our first topic. I can't just launch right into celebrating Jeff Schwartz on the Jeff Schwartz is Smarter Than You football podcast show. I mean, we got to spend one minute or two humbling you a little bit because your chief's take is going to be, I told everybody. Jeff, in my background for the, there's you know, people are just listening, but I've got like a cork board and I'm going to go full Charlie from Always Sunny today when we get to the Bucks. A, B, Vax card situation. So I just, I want you to buckle up. I think you're going to think I'm completely insane, but I'm going there and uh, I'm convinced that there's something more to this story than people have reported. Is that the gift that everyone uses of like... Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, okay, yeah. Okay, yeah. I mean, look, there's plenty to that story. Uh, a, B, as we record this, not playing Monday night, uh, of course. Um, and I love that you wrote Pat's Hell on your board too because you hate the Patriots. But hey, your Chargers though... Big Sunday night win for your San Diego, San Diego Chargers, your, your Los Angeles Chargers. My Chargers uh, got the job done when it counted. Uh, your Justin Herbert 
threw the dart that won the game. Austin Eckler threw a great block as well as scoring four touchdowns. It was not an easy night to be a Chargers fan, but it was ultimately a gratifying night. It was fun, and the Chargers are, are very much alive in the AFC. But they are not better than your Chiefs, Jeff. The Chiefs are atop the AFC West. They are third in all of the AFC. They are the hottest team by far. Everything seems to be going right, and the only person I know who never lost their cool, who said for weeks, just chill, we're going to get this right, was you, Jeff. So how come you knew what nobody else on earth knew? How did you see that there was no reason to panic? Because now everyone's right back on the bandwagon with you. Well, because, guys, we're so we're so reactionary, right? This is the way we are in life is we see one thing happen, we freak out, and we go into it. But I also think, too, gambling on football has helped me relax a little bit because you can't – everything that happens in a game, you can't just freak out about because if you do, you drive yourself crazy, especially when you wager on them. You kind of have to wait for the outcome to happen. You just have to sit there, hold tight. You've done your research. You've said what you've said, and just see what happens and analyze afterwards. The Chiefs are too talented to be bad at football. Okay. Now, their roster depth is not talented, but the guys at the top are very good. And to think that they forgot how to play football because they had two or three bad weeks is just not the way football works, guys. And people rooted. They were rooting hard, hard for the Chiefs to suck, Gabe. They wanted this, the, 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 this dynasty to be not even dynasty. They wanted this to run to be over and almost praise Mahomes. My quarterback doesn't get as much praise as he does. If my quarterback threw a ball, interceptable ball, he would be blamed for it. And Mahomes doesn't. Like all this crap that we hear, all these jealous fans around there, they wanted the Chiefs to be done. The defense was bad for four weeks. Guess what? Much better now because they're healthier. They moved Chris Jones back inside. And they switched some scheme stuff up. Like, these are good coaches. To, to think that Steve Spagnuolo and Andy Reid forgot how to coach is just not how the NFL works. So I was telling you guys, just wait till less turnovers. They turn the ball over a little bit less. They had they had one really bad one yesterday. Um, but just just take this a deep breath. It works itself out. And they're now back in the groove of things. Yeah, they sure are. So they hold the Cowboys, previously the best offense in the league, to nine points. Uh, they picked off Dak. And, and you mention it, I, I want to drill into the Chris Jones piece, but the defense just sort of like went from worst all time worst to yeah. actually above average and maybe maybe pretty good. And, you know, some of the dorky stats you guys like to look at, the Chiefs are suddenly, you know, one of the best yeah. teams out there. So why the, did the defense get so much better? Just okay. Chris Jones? Well, no, but a couple things happened. Chris Jones went back inside to play D-tackle. Thank God. Because since he's played D-tackle, he's had almost in three games the amount of pressure he's had in the first five or six games playing defensive end. Much better inside. Frank Clarkers played better on a defensive end. The addition of Ingram has been very helpful for this Chiefs pass rush. They have played Willie Gaymore and Bolton together. Uh, young you know, young linebacker. Sneed's been back from injury. And they took they got Daniel Sorensen off the field yeah. a little bit. They've done more man, they've done more zone coverage, less man coverage. Look, okay. Man coverage is not working. Can we adjust? Can we change? And, and they've adjusted. They've done more zone coverage, keep everything in front of them. And it comes back to they have players and they have coaches who figured it out. They figured out ways to, to, to be better and to think again that this coaching staff all of a sudden forgot how to coach, forgot how to make adjustments is, is just not of this world. It's not how football works. They are a proven veteran staff and they figured out how to make changes. And their players have executed. They bought into it. Yes, the defense is great. I, I saw Nick Wright. I love Nick Wright. He did some random stat put together that said the Chiefs are like the best second half defense in the last 25 years, but he only used 
f- last five weeks and found some three other teams that they were better than. Um, but the defense is better. And and remember, guys, the defense just needs to get some stops. We're not asking the defense to get to be the 85 Bears, right? Just get some stops. Get force some turnovers, hit the quarterback, and they did that. Now, Dallas played a little bit scared last night of their offensive line, had some offensive line issues. It's very clear to see. But nonetheless, the Chiefs defense was never going to be this bad, and they have not been this bad lately. Okay. Fair enough. So maybe they're not as good as holding Dallas to nine every week. No. Definitely they're not as bad as the worst defense of all time. Probably they're somewhere in between, which I don't know if that's good enough, though, Jeff. Here comes the hard part to admit to yourself. The offense isn't a world-beating offense anymore. They're a good offense. They always have Pat who can make a play. But, I mean, you know, what is it, three points in the second half? They've only scored more than 20 points twice since week five. I know as a fantasy owner of Travis Kelsey, I could use a few more big weeks than I've seen. Like, uh, you sure the offense is where it needs to be? So it's a good question. Um, I think uh, part of, of the issue with the offense is still that lack of consistency, right? It's turnovers. They had another one, ball, ball went right through Kelsey's hands, uh, a turnover there, and penalties. Like last night, they just had penalties that knocked him out of, of range to make some damage. They missed a field goal um, when they should have been more aggressive and gone for it. They had a, a field goal punt later in the game. They're close. It's just, again, the errors they keep making offensively as far as lack of execution still do worry me. But we're seeing now signs of, okay, when we're in high gear, we're back to being what we used to be. The problem is we're just not seeing that enough because, again, it's it's the errors, right? It's the it's the the, the penalties, the drop pass, more drop passes yesterday. Kelsey drops a pass from interception. It's those mistakes that keep happening that if they didn't happen as much, we go from 19 points to 31 points. And, and they're close to – they're making less of those mistakes. They're close to breaking out, uh, you know, some 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 big. And now I believe they're on a buy. Andrew read off a buy, yeah. something like twenty three and one. Some in, in the some ridiculous twenty number. and three after a yeah. buy in his career. And, Not all in KC. Yeah. And obviously. so, you know, they should be able to uh, to, to win. I'm going to pull up their schedule to make sure who they play next. I think it's a division game. Yeah, they, they play the Broncos, then the Raiders. So those are two wins, in my opinion. They're both at home. So now you're at nine and four. At, at Los Angeles against the Chargers, tough game. Steelers at Cincinnati at the Broncos. So you're looking at, I think, the worst four and two that puts you 11 and six. It's a playoff team right there. It's, it's, NFC, it's AFC West champions. And here's the thing. If you are the Titans, the Bills, Ravens, Browns, whoever else you want to say, Patriots, are you excited to see Pat Mahomes in the playoffs when he comes to your town? The answer is no. No matter how off the offense might be or how defenses might be overrated, whatever your reasoning is, is that it, it, you do not want to see this team when it comes down to the playoffs. And the Chiefs are building in that direction. So I thought it was a strange scheduling snafu. I had to look at it twice. The Chiefs are home by home home all around the Thanksgiving holiday. Seemed like an unbelievable gift to them to be home that whole time. On the other hand, you're home. you got to host all your stupid family and friends. You're the big shot in the family, so everyone wants to come to your place. I don't know what it was like for you, with you and your brother both playing in the league. How do you handle Thanksgiving? Not if you're playing on Thanksgiving, obviously. How do you handle Thanksgiving as like a normal human being with a family and friends 
when you're trying to stay locked into the, you know, the games. I, I think it just depends on, on where you are with with your game and your family. So obviously the Chiefs are off this week, so that's not a problem. They'll be off anyways. Right. But it's easy for the them. teams you're playing. So, you know, everyone, every team did it differently. Some teams would give you off Thursday. So you're off Thursday, but Friday is going to be extra. Because normally the, the schedule is Thursday's a full day, you know, 7.30 in the morning, 8 o'clock in the morning till 4 or 5. And then you obviously you might stay late to get some treatment. Like there's some parts of it that are longer than just that time. And Friday normally is like an 8.30 to 1 o'clock day. No afternoon meetings, go home. So everyone will do it differently. They'll give you a Thursday completely off, which is rare. Or they'll do the half day Thursday and the full day Friday. So they'll kind of switch this so you can go home and eat. And then you just, you know, you have, if you're fortunate enough to have a partner who can help you out, make your food, or just order your food. I, I think we order our food sometimes. One year when I was in uh, New York, we, not we, I wasn't part of it, but my family and my parents want to see the Macy's Day Parade. So we rented an apartment in the city for the weekend. I drove from practice into the city, had Thanksgiving dinner, then drove back home and went to practice on Friday. So, you know, everyone does it differently. But yeah, I mean, your family's around. You you have you hope you have someone to help you uh, take the stress off of hosting and cooking. But just like everyone else, I mean, there are people that, that work during this time. And so uh, that's what we do. We, we enjoy Thanksgiving like I think everyone else does. Now, the problem is some teams I've been on the way you still do a weigh in Friday, which is horseshit. Yeah. Excuse my language. Thanksgiving meal and then weigh in on the, the next day? Screw you, coaches. So you, wait a minute. So players, forget linemen. Obviously, you guys do what you got to do. Do you think, like, wide receivers are eating a full Thanksgiving meal on Thursday of a game week? Yeah, why not? It's a, it's a meal. What does a full meal you're mean? St- I don't know. You're going to still be working that through your system by Sunday. You're telling me a professional athlete eats... The way like normal people eat on Thanksgiving if they have to play a football game. On- Dude, not all athletes eat good. Like there, there are a lot of athletes that just eat like McDonald's and stuff and takeouts every day. Ugh. Yeah. Dude, when I do my mini triathlons, as you like to call them, I mean that's what there's they, no way in that's what they there's are. no way in the world that's not what they are, Jeff. There's no way in the world I'm eating a Thanksgiving meal on Thursday if I'm running a race on Sunday. That's not happening. I mean, are they full triathlons? Oh, you know, this isn't about me and my. Which is funny because like I can never do any of that, and yet I'm just mocking you for doing, oh. for doing something. That's, I, I mean, uh, I don't blame you for mocking me. All right, well let let's stay with some mocking here. So the team that got clobbered by the Chiefs, we we just spent a lot of time talking about the Chiefs. Let's talk about the Cowboys because they kind of opened my eyes to something in the NFC. So like we had just thought they were the best team in the NFC. You may still think that. But they were without, like, basically every player I've ever heard of on their team, including Amari Cooper, CeeDee Lamb, Tyron Smith, Marcus Lawrence. Zeke was hurt. So they got they got a bunch of injury issues. Then the Rams themselves have some injury issues. Obviously, the Cardinals have a major injury issue without uh, Kyler Murray, though they seem to be playing through it with Colt McCoy. And then, of course, the Bucks have this weird lack of AB because of a Vax card. Who knows what that story is? We'll get to it in a second. So I think, here's the take. I think the winner of the NFC, since we don't know who actually is the best team, will just be the healthiest team, period, when it counts. You buy that? Well, that's how it mostly is, right? Oh, come on. Make it seem smarter than that, I mean, most of the time, it's the healthiest team is the team that's in there. I mean, look, we saw the Chiefs last year obviously struggle to win a Super Bowl because they were hurt. I mean, I know it's, it's a boring answer, it's not the answer you want to hear, but yeah, it, it kind of, it's the way it is sometimes is you just are, you're the least injured team as we before. Look, the, the Tennessee Titans, 
who fans hate when everyone says, well, they're not very good. Well, the reason why they're struggling is because they have no one, they don't want to play. They have like the most players on their roster in league history so far through 11 weeks because they're old. They're just, they're hurt. Like it's the way it is. You need to be healthy at this time of year. So it is very simple of who's healthy now. I do think you obviously can look at Tampa Bay and what they did last year and think they're a favorite. Obviously what the Cowboys can do when everyone's healthy. They're now, my math is right, 14 and 16 without Teron Smith at left tackle. So they need him back. Obviously Amari Cooper comes back probably not Thursday from the COVID list. And then, and then um, C.D. Lamb got a concussion. He might not even play this Thursday against the Raiders. It might not matter against the Raiders. But I think the Cowboys just up there. Look, the Packers, defensively, the best they've been in years, which is very beneficial for Aaron Rodgers because the defense has failed him year after year. So they'll, they'll be – I mean, those feel like the three teams in the NFC. And the Cardinals. The Cardinals have won two, two division games now in San Francisco – and in um, Seattle now, with Colt McCoy, th- that's how you get a one seed, right? You have to win some games your quarterbacks out. They're playing good football as well. So those are the four teams I think that have a chance. Yeah, we saw that with Bridgewater a year or two ago where he held it down while Breeze was out and the Saints stayed great and they didn't ultimately win anything. But the- he didn't let him slip and Colt's not letting him slip in Arizona. Okay, so Aaron, Aaron has a very, very painful toe injury. The- that's how he's described it. Forgive the obvious Joe Rogan joke. Of course, Joe is going to be his podiatrist this week. How, is this toe injury thing like a real problem for a quarterback? Do we have to worry about their health down the stretch? Uh, I mean, I would imagine it's not good. I, I don't know like what the – I'm not a, a turf toe expert, but turf toes suck. They're, they're, You've had turf toe? I've had it. Yeah, it's not fun. Um, it's one of those things that to a lay person like myself, that sounds like a suck it up kind of injury. Why is that more serious than it's, it's maybe it should be named something scarier sounding because it, so I dislocated my big toe. I did not realize how important your big toe was. So you can't use it. It's very important. And um, it's hard to move and plant and run without your big toe being very functional. That's why it's, it's hard to play with that type of thing. Yeah. Well, I mean, it makes sense when you say it that way. I'm just saying it's bad branding by the doctors to call it turf toe, you know, like turf toe shouldn't keep me, the, the MVP off the field. That seems silly. I'm not calling I mean, him you're, soft. You're basically, I'm, I mean, a turf toe is essentially you can break the bones in your bottom of your, of like in your, in your joint. Like it's not, it can be, it sounds much um, nicer than it, than it actually feels. So yeah. So let's call it like broken, like smash broken toe, toe pulverized toe, pulverized toe. Okay. Yeah. The pulverized toe injury. Yeah, it's not. I mean, wouldn't people be like, oh my God, Aaron Rodgers played through a pulverized toe? They'd be like, geez, that guy is pretty committed to the game. Like, turf toe, I don't, it just doesn't doesn't have a pop to it. Uh, it does not have a pop. What, what, by the way, what has a pop to it is our producer uh, here putting his name is Beef Stew and just sending us messages the entire show is Beef Stew. And it's very distracting. I do not understand the point of Beef Stew. He's created a nickname for himself and then given him his nickname now as Beef Stew? Yes. That's what you're telling me? Yes. All right. Well, then maybe beef stew can help weigh in on this. Jeff, I don't know if we're the right two people to try to fully uh, unpack this AB Vax card story, but it was heavily reported uh, by Rick Stroud, a very well-known longtime journalist in Tampa Bay. Basically, the story is that Antonio Brown had someone make him a fake vaccination card. And the person making that accusation 
is a former chef of his who was never paid by him. So he has a reason to be upset with AB, so take that for what it's worth. But he says that AB's uh, partner reached out and asked him to get him a fake vaccine card. I don't know why he thought a chef would be able to do that, but nonetheless, he's made the allegation. The Bucks have looked into it and say, no, 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 no. The card looks good to us. We're still 100% vaccinated as a team. I should note, the NFL does not have to confirm any of this. It's up to the teams to double-check all this. Jeff, all of this would have just slid into the 2021 bucket of like, yeah, the world is weird, and so is Antonio Brown. I can't spend too much time on this, except for one name. One name in this story popped out to me, and I need to bounce it off you. Alex Guerrero. Yeah. You know who Alex Guerrero is, don't you? Yeah, he's Tom Brady's uh, personal uh, personal dude. That's right. He's Tom Brady's health guru. The guy who's, you know, put him on this weird diet and helped him train for years. The guy who was banished by the Patriots. Bill Belichick said, you can't be around here. No more access. He's a million different accusations against the guy. Go look them up. Alex Guerrero is involved because he took a picture of the vaccination card, apparently, and has also apparently done it for other players on the Bucks. And is somehow involved, has full access in Tampa Bay, and is somehow involved in monitoring who's been vaccinated or not. Isn't that weird? So I believe that he's not monitoring who's been vaccinated. He's just sending pictures of the vaccination card because Tampa Bay, they wanted pictures instead, right? Like, he didn't ask. Yeah, why is he the one taking the pictures? Well, he's Brady's guy, and I think they trust him, right? I mean, like, that's part of it, right? He's in the facility because he's Brady's guy. Other guys use him. Belichick did not trust him as much, and obviously there's some trust there with Bruce Arians and Alex Guerrero. So if Alex is training someone and he verifies, hey, this vaccination card, I actually have mine right here. This vaccination card looks legit, then it's legit. Like, do you, so you what, what's your what's your conspiracy theory? That he is he has falsified COVID cards for everyone on the Bucks? Not everyone. I'm not Thomas I'm Brady. not saying that. I think that, that would be dangerous for me to say I think that, because I obviously don't know. But I think it's a very strange person to have in the middle of a health issue a guy who has been sort of cast aside by the health community um, and referred to as a quack and a con man by many other people. I'm not saying that. I just think it's a very odd thing that Bill Belichick was like, yeah, this guy, I don't want him around at my facility. I don't know what he's up to. For him to have full access and to be part of the sharing of information as it relates to vaccination cards, I find very strange. I could also I could see why I could see why it's strange. I could. It, yeah. At best, it's just weird and irresponsible. Do, at worst, it's something else. The moral of the story here, though, is that Antonio Brown has to start paying the people who do work for him so they yeah. don't snitch on all his details. That would be helpful. Yeah. Do you think he do you think he got vaccinated? I don't. I, I don't know. I, I obviously don't think he was vaccinated earlier in the year. Uh, or it, why it, would he be texting people that he wants? Why would his wife be texting yeah. people that he wants a fake card? Yeah, I. I um, and then he got it week three, which doesn't mean he wasn't. We've vaccinated, seen this happen in hockey. Um, one of their players got a 21 day suspension for, for having a, a, a fake vax card. Um, we've seen other people get in trouble for that as well. I mean, this is. It's a federal crime. Like, is it worth it? I, I, I don't know, man. I, I think Tom Brady got vaccinated. I don't think he has a fake card. I don't think that's like that. He looked at it as, can I win or can I not win? I can win. I'm taking the vaccine, right? Um, 
But if they find out that he's in, and they basically have said it was verified he has a vaccination card. I don't think I don't think the NFL wants to know either, Gabe. Like they don't want to know. They don't want they don't want to they don't want to know. They, they're good with him just showing the card and being done with it. I that's why I'm suggesting. I think it's a little strange that they have this guy who's not a team official involved in taking the picture and sharing it. Who knows? I just I guess what I'm saying is I'd like a little bit more reporting on this because we've got some shady sounding situations with some people who've had, I would say, questionable credibility over the last few years in terms of Brown and Guerrero. I'm not saying anything about Tom here, but it just it's odd. Also, Brown lived with Tom when he got to Tampa Bay. You know, there's just it seems all a little too close to TB12 here. Just, it, be, just bizarre. There is, there is. I can see where there is some conspiracy flowing in your head about about what's happening. I can, I can see the wheel. I can see that game. I see the wheels turning. I just, I'm just asking the questions. I don't, you, I don't have an you, answer or a theory. I think it's, I think it's, I think when you call Seth Wickersham, he's probably working on the book right now. I'm sure you know him from your ESPN days, and we we got to ask him to 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 get on this investigation. All right. Well, I know that some people in New England would be interested. Let's go to New England now. You help me with the NFC. Let's go to the AFC. This is my nightmare fuel, all right? The the Pats are atop the AFC East because the Bills lost. I don't know what the hell that was about. You can break it down for me. They're right there with your Chiefs. Uh, so everyone is falling in love with them again. We've been talking about the 2001 comparisons for a couple weeks now. But to quote my guy, Coach Corso, not so fast, my friend. Guess who the Pats have? Titans, Bills twice, and Colts in their next four. I think they go on four. I think they actually missed the playoffs. What say you, Jeff Schwartz? Oh, the the Patriots hater thinks the Patriots missed the playoffs. Man, they're they're playing some good football right now. Um, and uh, it's uh, oh, Football Outsiders, who we like, to, who we enjoy. Dave, uh, Aaron Schatz tweeted out at eleven at ten forty six a.m. Eastern this morning. Football Outsiders playoff odds now updated, and the Patriots are now. Our Super Bowl favorite. Pitch have the best DVOA in Dave in the AFC. Dave is basically like a current DVOA weighted for the future. Nine of the top 13 teams. Dave is adjusted for backup quarterbacks or NFC teams. It's much easier to get out of the AFC conference. So according to Football Outsiders, who we like, the New England Patriots are Super Bowl favorites. They're not that good, but they're better. And it's just so fascinating to me how People wanted so much to believe that Bill Belichick sucked as a coach. They wanted so badly to believe that Tom Brady was the only reason why they won New England. And they're showing you now, as I said all along, Belichick can still coach guys. The general manager part of him was like, ooh, I don't know. I don't know if he's doing it right now. He's improved the roster mightily this offseason. But Belichick, the coach, took a seven, he took, he took that team last year that was void of talent to 7-9. We just watched Cam Newton lose this weekend to, to to Washington. Didn't look good. Belichick won seven games with this guy last year. Guy can he's always been able to coach. But now he's a quarterback that runs a system, offensive line that's healthy, they can run the football, and a defense that's very multiple again, playing more zone coverage, but getting after guys in a way they haven't done in quite a few years. They're here to stay. Now again, their schedule's tough. But the way the Bills are playing, Josh Allen's not playing really good. This season, yeah, like they can beat the Bills one game, no doubt. About it. The Bills' defense is regressing as they're playing tougher opponents. So I think they're in the playoffs. Where they win the East, not quite sure, but they could split with the Bills, and then we'll see what happens after that. All right, fair enough. 
They might split with the Bills after what I saw from the Bills this weekend. That would get them, I think, to one and three in those next four. So, Dude, Josh Allen, by the way, the Bills' offense is not good this year. Yeah, it's not great. And Josh Allen is maybe not great, like you've been telling us. He had a. a it's almost a year like outliers are not are not what a you know what a uh, <laughs> what a player is. We keep yeah. doing that, right? Carson Wentz, the outlier season. Josh Allen out. Jared Goff. Like all this, all this is all outlier stuff. Outlier, outlier, outlier. We 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 cling on those outlier seasons, like they're everything. When in fact they're the outliers. They're not right. They're not what is the normal. Well, let me give you something that's statistically backed. This is kind of the norm. Back to the Patriots. Bill Belichick doesn't win against his former assistants. All right, he's. I believe we have these stats right. We did a little bit of digging. He's 15 and 17 overall against his former assistants, two and one in the playoffs. But the loss comes against Mike Vrabel, Titans head coach, last year. Two playoffs ago, right? Right. Yes. Yeah. Yes, because they missed last year. You're right. The playoffs that happened in 2020. Um, I don't know, man. I I don't think Belichick. I mean, if if that game against Vrabel is going to be kind of a really important game for the Patriots this season, even though the Titans don't look like anything special this week either. I don't know if he gets past that Titans team in Vrabel. I don't think he's great against guys who know yeah. all his tricks. Maybe not, but the Titans this year, dude, are so beat up. They're so injured. We saw them lose to Houston last week. They had other opportunities. Like I, I feel like they're they're just um, they're not as they're just not as good as they've been in the past. Like I, I think there's there's issues there. So yeah, I, I'm that's where I kind of stand on on the Titans. Like I just I don't think they're as good as we think. They're 18th in DVOA. They're just they're just okay. They kind of have a, a schedule. They kind of got you know, had some good wins, but Gabe, they're struggling with injuries, dude. It's bad. Yeah. Well, they're not struggling with injuries as bad as the Ravens are. No. Uh, the Ravens stuck on another win, man. The Browns uh, personnel issues with the Raiders. I mean. I think all those like not the best but pretty good playoff contending teams in the AFC, like the Steelers for sure, as we saw on, on Sunday night, like they're all dealing with injuries. So yes. bottom bottom line, do you think the Chiefs are the favorite in the AFC? The next best team is Buffalo's the next best team. I think the the issue again is the Chiefs are gonna have to go on the road. They have they lost high the Bills and the Titans. They're gonna have to win three road games. No, they have one home game and two road games. It'd be hard to do. It'd be hard to do. And their offense has got to start to get more in rhythm, stop turning the ball over. But uh, I think I think it's this of this morning. They're the gambling favorite in the AFC. Okay. Well, I'm glad to hear it wasn't the Pats. Let's uh, let's move the line next. That's our quick over under game. Uh, we got a few more teams to cover in that, and a few other weird stories I want to bounce off you. We'll take a quick break. We'll be right back. Some people just know bundling with Allstate means big savings. Just like they know the right ingredient means big flavor. They know honey on pizza is where it's at. And olive oil on ice cream is the cherry on top. And they know when you bundle home and auto with Allstate, you can save up to 25%. Mm -mm. Bundled savings vary by state and are not available in every state. Saving up to 25% is the countrywide average of the maximum available savings off the home policy. Allstate Vehicle and Property Insurance Company and Affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois. All right, Jeff, we're back. It's time to move the line. A little over-under game that we like to play. We didn't talk enough about this game yet, so here goes. Over-under, 20% chance the Steelers score 37 points again (laughs) 
in another game this season. Boy, they, they scored a lot of points, especially late against the Chargers. Is that ever going to happen again? Uh, no. Um, and I actually think they're, they, you know, we, we were very, very strong on Pittsburgh not making the playoffs this year. And they kind of made us look like fools for a little bit of time. But they're 5-4-1. Bengals, Ravens, Vikings, Titans, Chiefs, Browns, Ravens coming up. Whew. Good luck with that. Yeah. The game last night was awesome. I went to bed. I think the game was 27 to 10 when I went to sleep. And I, I and uh, my fantasy opponent had Justin Herbert and Mike Williams. I had a sizable lead. And I woke up in the morning and I was like, ooh, I won. It got kind of close. And I was like, wait, how'd that happen? I checked the score. 41. Oh, my God. I went back and watched the highlights. Whoo, boy. They will not score more than 37 this season, but they will also not give up 41 points this season. So I think both things are, I feel very comfortable saying those things. All right. So the Steelers are probably still the team, as we've been saying, that can screw up other people's seasons, but don't have much going for them this year. Uh, They're just I, not good at the quarterback. It's that simple. Yeah. Cam Hayward looked like a monster on Sunday night, and they were doing all that without Minka and uh, what, TJ Watt. I mean, they, they were down some guys. Uh, and they, you know, it showed a bit, but Cam Hayward, man, that guy can play, huh? They should have been down Cam Hayward after he fucking punched two people. Yeah, that was Excuse weird. That, 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 that one, that was a, that slipped out there. Sorry, kiddo. So but the, I, I was out of character too, because I, yes. I mean, I've been around. Like Cam's a really sweet guy. I wouldn't think he'd be the kind of guy to hit a quarterback I'll, on the ground. I mean, look, you get emotional sometimes. Is that what it is? Like it just looked so strange. Like he took a cheap shot on Herbert. You just get emotional, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, all right. Over under three and a half more wins this season for the following teams. Uh, we've talked about them a little bit, but I want to pin it down. The Titans over under three and a half. If you want their schedule, I've got it for you. Um, over under wins. Um, it's at new England. No Jacksonville. Yes. At Pittsburgh. I, I would say no. I think they go three and three with this last schedule. It's just this again. Eventually you just don't have players to play games, Gabe. And they're at that point where they're just so beat up right now. So I, I would go with um, with un, with uh, under that under. I go three. They only go three and three last six games. Three and three in their last six, which is still probably good enough to win their division, unless you think Jonathan Taylor and the Colts are just heating up and about to come on strong. Is that uh, what you think? Uh, we'll see. Okay, not totally sold there. Uh, the Ravens. So they, by the way, major MVP. Uh, problems for Lamar if they win a game without him um I had I know, right? their backup yeah so they win the game it was ugly but they win without him which is an important win so over under three and a half more wins for them they have Cleveland at Pittsburgh at Cleveland again Green Bay at Cincy Rams and Steelers that's an unbelievably bad stretch yeah it's gonna be I would go I go I'll go three and four for that stretch so under under three and a half wins for that yeah, three and four would be they they'd probably have to be happy about that. I think so too. That would put them at what, ten and seven overall? And I'm not sure that's good enough. Especially if they lose a couple of the wrong games and tie breaks. Yeah, it's gonna be they have the tiebreaker over the Chiefs, which is good, but the Chiefs are we will win the division. So that's the thing is like are the yeah. Ravens division winners? Probably not the Browns. Like they can win the division though. That that's the thing that makes them into the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. That that's got that's probably their best yeah. path. Um, I think we're probably getting wild cards from out West uh, and then maybe in the East. All right. Over under 40% odds. The Florida head coaching vacancy is filled before LSU or USC. So that job opened up this weekend. Pretty nice one. Seems like you're a little, little closer to success. If you go to Florida, which job would you want? Well, 
LSU has had three coaches win championships in the last 18 years, right? Less, we'll say, was it, it was Saban, Less, and uh, and Ed. And Ed. Yep. And obviously Florida has had one, that's Herbs, with your boy Timothy at the helm. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, Another with my boy Chris Leak, but keep going. He won with both, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Or just, just one. Okay, he won them both. Yeah, my Chris Leak from Charlotte went to the same high school as my wife. My wife has no idea about football, but she knows Chris Leak went to her high school. I suppose at the same time they were there together. Who knows? Um, all right, let's. Uh, I, I think the better job. Oh boy, this one's this one's difficult. Um, there's probably LSU just because they they have been winning more, um, and maybe that matters to kind of have a culture there. Of, already winning uh but i will say they're in the tougher side of the sec west at least for now right they have bama and auburn and Ole miss and a&m on their side florida has georgia that's that's like their biggest test and so i I think from that perspective maybe it is florida's better but lsu's done more winning like that that's the important part right like they've shown the ability to get championships there so i would go with lsu okay you're you're not even giving any love, saying nothing nice about USC in this whole conversation. But that's There's okay. a report today that, that Dan Quinn is possibly going to be like in that in the mix for that job. Like, congratulations, USC. What, what did, who reported it? Dan Quinn. Okay, it is, it is Monday right now. It's November 22nd, as we said. Well, 23rd, obviously, as we said. As we're recording, though, I'll tell you this right now. I am 29 and 10 in the Pac-12, wage on the Pac-12 conference this year. If you are listening to this, it would be very wise of you to go bet on BYU minus seven at USC before this line gets to 10 by kickoff. BYU is going to win this game 55 to 17. I don't understand why people think USC is still good. They have allowed 42 twice, 45, 38 to Arizona, and 63 points in home in the last five games. Why is BYU going to score less than 55 points in this game? Like, I don't understand. Why, why is USC only seven-point underdog? I don't get it, Gabe. I felt like a bit of an egregious aside. You do a whole gambling show that I don't have to be a part of on Thursdays, and but you're, for some reason, crapping all over USC with me on a Monday? Uh, yeah. I mean, I mean I was, wait, 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 that just felt like a cheap shot, Jeff. Uh, and maybe it was. But nonetheless, USC is going to hire, I don't know, they have to hire someone soon. Who knows? Okay. Well, uh, whoever they hire... That person should probably make sure that their family members are kind of like taking it easy on social media. Otherwise, they're going to create news they don't want. I don't know if you saw this. Uh, I'll read it to you in a second. But over under 10% odds, Baker has to tell his wife to just chill on Instagram. Because they win the game and then she's out there basically saying like he's super tough uh, and his teammates should take the hint, you know, and, and respect how tough he is. Is that really the message? I mean, because obviously people are going to assume that he agrees with her. Like, what is she doing? And then Baker said today something about, like, the fans booing hurt his feelings. He's like, well, those are for the fans that, like, suck or something. Who knows? Just, they're just out of control. He said, oh, yeah, he said, uh, Baker Mayfield said today that uh, fans on booing him, those are probably the same fans who won't be quiet when we're on offense to try to operate. So I don't really care. There, has there ever been a, an athlete who's lost more millions of dollars in one season than Baker Mayfield? Like he's lost uh, lots of millions of dollars. Also worth noting that um, the Chiefs' offense has played better as his brother hasn't been the last two games. Just worth noting as well. 
maybe there's a little family a little family drama happening in Kansas yeah. City. Maybe there needs to be some family drama happening in Cleveland. I'm glad my wife was never on social media while I played. She's barely on social media now. You, she's private. You can't find her. Uh, I mean, you can. You can try. She's not going to take your request. Um, I I I get it's hard to do. I mean, obviously, I had a brother that played for a while, but um, I never. I just said it how it is. Like my brother was really good. I, I don't know. I I, I just your family's just got to stop, man. He's got to chill. Got to chill down. You got to like shh, just calm down, man. But- but I also, I understand like rah-rah for your family or like Jackson Mahomes, who you reference, just try to make yourself famous without really commenting on anyone else. I don't know what he's bringing about, you know, there's no criticism in what he's doing. It's just kind of a distraction. What what she said was, I don't think I've seen toughness like this in a while. Maybe the rest of our team should take the hint and get tougher. Like what? There's no misinterpretation possible. That's only saying Baker's teammates aren't tough enough, which and she she doesn't play like that's that's the number one thing. As a guy in the media or producer, I'm not even allowed to say that. She's saying that that seems crazy to me. That she goes home to the same house as him and thinks she can say that about his teammates. Dude, I, I don't know, man. I mean, I I again, I would ask my family members to not cause any more drama for me. That's what I would do. But yeah, all right, well. Let's see if he has a conversation about it. Jeff, I want to know over under 90% certainty you can go seven hours without peeing. Uh, Probably not. Probably not. You don't think you could do it? No. I, How long do you think you could go? Well, am I, am I like purposely dehydrating myself? Well, the reason I asked is because our boy uh, Scott Hansen over at uh, Red Zone, he purposely dehydrates himself every Sunday morning, uses the bathroom, and then he sits down and he does red zone for seven straight hours. So yeah, I guess you have to like, purposely dehydrate yourself. Like on Yom Kippur, uh-huh. when I'm not fasting, when I'm, me, when I'm fasting, not drinking water, yeah, I, mean, I might go seven hours without peeing. But like that's what a severe, like yeah, it's like a you know, it's a severe lack of of water. I mean, I'm fasting. So I would say no, I I I couldn't do that. Do you, how do you go to the bathroom in your mini tries? Well, you don't tend to have to go during a mini triathlon, but I will say the first part is in the ocean. So if you got to go, you just get it out while you're swimming. And then I suppose if it's just a number one, I, you know, at this point in my life, I've, I've been covered in so much puke and poop from children that if I had to go while I was running, I think I'd just let it rip. I'd run in my own pee. I've never done that before. I've never peed in myself and played football. Is that true? Never have. I've talked about this with other guys who played. You really never done that? No, they have. I, I know one guy who says, "Yeah, I've done it." Why don't you just go pee on the side? Like, there's many places to pee. Why you just pee, you just emptied your bladder in the middle of a field when you could have just yeah. taken a pee anywhere else? I, that those are their obvious follow up questions. Yeah, I, I can't. Explain. So here's I'll give you. We'll, we'll get here with this. I uh, was a rookie in Kansas City. I mean, in Carolina, and we were. In, it was a summer. It was like a September game. I look over and our kicker is in a full parka on the sidelines. I'm like, what is this? It's like 97 degrees outside. Then all of a sudden he pulls a cup of pee from under Uh his jacket and dumps it out. I was like, okay, that makes sense. Yeah. These old stadiums don't have bathrooms behind the benches. So you either have to do that or like kneel behind the telecommunication stuff about the 50-yard line. There's like a drain right there and piss behind and people kind of hold towels up for you sometimes just yeah. piss like like into the drain 
the newer stadiums have bathrooms like behind the bench. So you could just go, just go to the bathroom like you would normally. But yeah, I mean, with how much water we drink, I, I'm, guys go all the time. Like the, at halftime, the bathroom is like just every single player goes to the bathroom at halftime. Um, yeah. But yeah, I don't, uh, one thing too, once my hands get taped, number twos do not happen. Practice yeah. games, not happening. My body just knows, it shuts off. No, no, no poop for you, buddy. Not happening. Or you could use those taped up hands and just like a like an oven mitt. Just get down there and give it a a good wipe. And then who's gonna want to engage with you on the line if you've got poop hands? Then my hands are covered in poop. Yeah, downside <laughs> yeah, exactly. of that is just well, is is E. coli and C. are you diff a competitor or not? Fucking uh, pink eye in your face when you for the for the opponent, not for you. There's no way you can play a game with poo hands and not have it get on your clothes, your teammates, anything else. So you're you're shooting down the poo hands idea? You don't I, think that's I am, smart? I am shooting down the poo hands idea. Um, but what's uh, dumber, the poo hands idea or my my vax card <laughs> conspiracy nonsense? What is questions? the what's the uh, the office episode, the Michael Scott Paper Company, when Dwight and uh, Michael or or Dwight is talking about horse boat? Or, or to Charlie, as, as, as the uh, the the uh, Willy Wonk episode, we're talking about horse boat and toilet net and all that stuff when they're catching. Oh, it just sounds like we're talking about poo hands. Same thing as they're talking about horse boat and uh, the toilet net, whatever it is. Um, all right, this podcast is just off the rails now. We've de- we've probably derailed. I, I mean, and I didn't even ask about some silly thing to watch oh, on Netflix. Oh, look, be, look, Beef Stew got it. Horse boat is a canoe you build around your horse. You can easily switch between riding and, and boating. I believe that is the Golden Ticket episode. The We Walk episode is where that's from. Um, so, uh, oh God, horse boat, incredible. All right, guys, we've done too much now. We've gone too long. We've done too much. Um, if you're listening this long and you like The Office or Curb, uh, we can be best friends. Uh, so the Curb episode this week, glorious as usual. So one of the first where I've seen Larry just break and he broke a couple it was a good episode guys check it out um all right we'll talk to you guys on thursday we are we're building our way out three and two this week we're 24 and 32 i think so we're kind of working our way out of the hole a little bit because i think we were nine and 21 at one point so we're kind of building up building out um and we'll be back on thursday with another episode with some wagering and um all right guys have a great couple of days Some people just know there's a better way to do things, like bundling your home and auto insurance with Allstate, or hiring someone to move your piano instead of doing it yourself. So do things the better way. Bundle home and auto and save up to 25% with Allstate. Bundled savings vary by state and are not available in every state. Saving up to 25% is the countrywide average of the maximum available savings off the home policy. Allstate Vehicle and Property Insurance Company and Affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois.